0: Welcome to The Vine, a plant media project podcast with your hosts, Elizabeth Sheldon and Gina Vensel. The Vine is an insightful look into the world of plant medicine, exploring the changing landscape around cannabis and psychedelics and ending the stigma through educational discussions. Today, we have Russ Tersosimo, co-founder of Hemp Synergistics, a biotechnology company and hemp processing facility in Pennsylvania, specializing in high quality THC, CBD oil and custom formulations. Hemp Synergistic has developed multiple brands, including Pure Synergistics, which utilizes maximum strength, intelligent ingredient formulations, Lillian Rain, an entry-level CBD line, Cannabix, the world's only patent-pending CBD and probiotic drink, and True, the world's first THC field test unit for law enforcement. Russ currently sits on the board of directors of the Tourette Syndrome Awareness Foundation and is chairman of the board of the Medical Cannabis Society. He is also the author of Molecular Influence to be released this January 2021. Welcome. Hi, Welcome. And-
1: Pleased to have you on the podcast today. We always like to start out um hearing how you got into the industry and just would love to hear a little bit about your story.
2: So um very similar story to like a lot of the people that that, that jumped in head first. I met a girl that had ten thousand seizures a year. Um, I was at a party at her house and she had a grand mal seizure and I saw her head hit the concrete floor. Oh. And when I when I saw it and they they rushed her to the ambulance and she was sent home 2 weeks later with her organs shutting down, um I ended up finding that oil for her mom and within minutes of her getting this oil in her system, um she was up and jumping around and they had to put a helmet on her and there was she never looked back. That was um 6 years ago. Uh, they believe she had about two weeks left to live. And, and now she's 17 years old and she's speaking oh. to her mom for the first time. So wow. when you see that happen. Uh, you kind of look at whatever you were doing and saying that's not fulfilling. When I was in software at that and It wasn't fulfilling. Uh, it was nothing like saving somebody's life. So that kind of opened up the doors for all other kinds of plant you know, solutions and remedies to things. And I never really looked back.
0: Well, we want to learn a little bit more about what you do. I mean, Hemp synergistics is certainly a massive operation. I mean, you have all these different brands, you have so many different things going on. So, we'd love for you to touch on some of the the products that you're creating. But with the holidays approaching, you know, we really thought that this would be a good time to to talk a little bit about the the hemp. CBD baking mix that you guys have, because this is just so interesting. And I've never really heard anything like this before. And I think that our listeners would probably want to learn a little bit more about, you know, what is the difference? Like what happens when you ingest CBD and what can it do to, to help your body?
2: Yeah. So cool. So that's, uh, let me see if I could get through this. So the the first thing is as a, as a company hemp synergistics, what we're doing is we're setting out and we're trying to solve major problems within the hemp industry or or up and down the supply chain or within the body major problems. We want to, we want to solve them. Uh, One of the major problems in, um, in in cooking with food is trying to work with cannabis, you know, cannabis oil, hemp oil, you know, whatever you're using, the the consistency of it, it's impossible to dose. Um, So you see a lot of large food manufacturers that kind of just get, get in the game and they get right out of the game because it's been, it's tough to to work with. There's a, a local bakery that's been in, a business for about 50 years here in Pennsylvania, here in Pittsburgh. And uh, they tried to make a recovery bread with CBD. Uh, they, they they ended up putting it on the shelf because they couldn't get it to taste right, they couldn't get it to, to measure right, dose and mix. Um, and we're, Here we just patented what we call hemp bake mix, where we powderized hemp oil so you can pour it like you would flour or sugar. You can measure it with a tablespoon per batch of cookies. And actually today I actually spent all day at the manufacturing plant in the baker here uh, down in Pittsburgh, we made a thousand brownies. Um, perfectly consistent, and they, they, they taste just like they're supposed to, so it doesn't affect the recipe. So, you know, that's one of the major problems, and we'll kind of get back into hemp egg mix in a second. Another major problem is nutraceutical, nutraceutical manufacturers can't put anything but powders in their machines. They don't even use water um, to clean the machines. So we powderized hemp at a 55% concentration. That's about two and a half times what nano's concentration is. Now, Nano has bad taste to it. It uses chemicals. Ours is all natural and vegan. Um, so now we have mo- uh, nutraceutical partners in Pittsburgh. In fact, two of the biggest in Pittsburgh, one of which is worldwide, uh, is now using our powder in their pills. Um, where it comes to police and law enforcement, now people are driving around with hemp. It looks like marijuana. tastes like marijuana. Smells like it. I mean, it's it. You know, you can't tell naked eye. Uh, we developed a test with Purdue University. Um, we actually uh, patented being able to quantify THC. So they take it, you know, they pull somebody over, they take the hemp, they break it up, they put it in a little thing, they shake it. And within 90 seconds, they can tell you if that's hemp um, and what level of THC is in it. So, you know, all in all, we're looking to solve problems, not just kind of have me too products as everyone else does. Um, we touched on our retail brands. Um, Pure synergistics is, is like, what would Russ eat? I'm, I'm vegan. I've been vegan for about eight years now. I don't put anything in my body unless it's natural. Um, all of our stuff is 100% natural, and we're putting additional stuff in it to make intelligent uh, to make intelligent products. So, where we have the bio dry that's getting it in, you know, powderized, we're now adding enzyme enzyme blockers so that we solve the first pass metabolism problem. Is that once you eat it, you're destroying 90% of the cannabinoids before they get to your lower intestine, which is where they're actually taken up. Um, because we're we're coating these in polysaccharides and then covering them with enzyme blockers, we're getting close to 100% bioavailability, and the products are second to none. So. We're having a lot of fun. We're doing a lot of cool stuff. We're able to separate things at the molecular level. We're able to build products um, and solutions for the industry. So it, it, we're doing a lot of fun stuff here at Hemp Center. Just to...
0: it's available right now. Like people could buy it from the you. Mix right? is
2: available right now. I know the lighting's not so great in here because I have mm-hmm. this food lighting on. Um, but yes, this is available online right now. Um, like to give you an idea, well, I was just at a dinner party where she made pumpkin pie bake mix and everyone ate it and that night was ecstatic.
1: So I want to know, Russ. So what happens when you ingest? So how do I know how many cookies I should eat? Is it going to make me happy? Is it going to make me tired? Am I just going to feel better? What? Happens?
2: Yeah. So that's actually a great question, and it's and it's it. Everybody's different. So yesterday or Monday, we made um we made a thousand units of our of our um, CBD cookies at the at the uh, bakery, and we gave them to about you know thirty people that we knew. That night, um, to get feedback, so I'll give you an idea. My mother and another—my mother has eye problems, and, and another guy's mother has eye problems. At the point where they're blind in one eye. Both of those people felt um, they felt focused. That was actually the word that they both used. They felt focused. My brother, who does not take CBD products, as well as someone else that was part of this study, that doesn't take CBD, they felt tired, and I think it's because they they needed to rest. I uh, got the best sleep of their, their you know that they've gotten in a while. Uh, the one girl gave it to her 9-year-old kid, he went to bed, slept 9 hours, woke up the next day said mom I feel better than I've ever felt. So I think that it they're they're affecting everybody different if your body's short in it, you know, you're getting what you need from it. You know, if it's inflamed, you're getting that, you know, you you're not inflamed anymore. If you're tired, you know, it's getting you sleep. If you're anxious, it's calming you down. Um, but all in all, I mean, if it's if 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 people have one of those four things, pain, inflammation, anxiety or stress, uh, we're finding that CBD is an absolute remedy for it.
1: And then the dosing with it, um, so you could you need to sort of play with it. Maybe you use a tablespoon the first time and use two tablespoons the second time. Is that yeah? Well, kind goes? of yeah,
2: yeah. You're you're on the right track. So if I wanted to make twelve of these, so a batch, I would just use one tablespoon. So much like you would with any, like if you were adding vanilla to a batch, you would use a tablespoon. We mm-hmm. actually had to dilute it to get it to that point because it's so concentrated that you'd almost need what they call a smidgen.
1: <laughs> <laughs> right. I
2: know that. try dosing a smidgen across 12 versus an actual tablespoon that you could level off. Now you got 25 milligrams. So we decided to go with 25 milligrams per because that's what now the state of New York has has made, you know, law that CBD could be in food as long as it's at that 25%. I'm sorry, 25 milligrams. Um, so that's where all of our products will land on the, on the edible side.
1: Got it. And so can you go back and tell us a little bit about the law enforcement um, product that you've come up with? Yeah. And will that lead to then a product where they can tell if some, a person is intoxicated with THC? Um,
2: so that's, yeah, so... Uh, this is the what we call the THC, uh, THC recognition unit, the true device. Uh, 90 seconds to get results. Uh, this, it will be able to do it right in the field. Um, and, and to give you an idea, like the, the other option, like I said, we're out solving problems. Well, one of our founders, uh, Ron, he, he came from forensic science. He's wor- he was the guy that tested this stuff on the up to bust the bad guys on their side. So if I got pulled over with hemp right now, innocent hemp that I bought under the 2018 Farm Bill legally, Police officer sees these and say hey to me that's weed to me I'm taught you're lying that's what they're taught in police school right so um, he would break it up right there uh, for 14 bucks he would be able to determine it the other option is take that hemp give you a ticket or put you in jail or whatever whatever it's based on your jurisdiction wait up to nine months or around nine months for the state um, labs to actually take it in and then it's might cost somebody nine hundred dollars so that's the current status quo, you know, we're we're taking we're shaving off eight hundred and you know eighty three dollars in, in about nine eight months in twenty-three days. Um and we're saving everybody a lot of time, money and, and energy in the process. So we're super excited about that. In fact when we went live with the press release two months ago, um we had three state police programs. I think it was Illinois, uh, Virginia and um Michigan all, all called it, and then Oregon University called us because they oversee about 2,000 um, agricultural programs, and they want to be able to test hemp in the field to see if the THC levels are spying.
0: Right.
2: To, to circle back to your other answer, are we going to be able to test it in people's bloodstream or, 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 or in their, on their breath? That's not what we're looking at right now. Maybe later, two different technologies.
0: No, no. I... I- but I just had to ask. We should invent that though. I think it's really smart to think about how this could be used in the fields because we know that, you know, that full spectrum can only have that little tiny bit of THC. So I think that if you can catch it early on, I think that that this product can be used in multiple ways just beyond law enforcement. That's that's really incredible. Yeah. Really incredible. Thanks. You know, I really could talk to you all day because, I mean, there are so many different things that you do and you're involved in so much. And when I think back to how I first met you, it was actually through... The Pennsylvania Medical Cannabis Society, which I know now is called the Medical Cannabis Society, as you expanded. And I think back to the gala that you had in Harrisburg. Um, oh, the days when we could wear gowns and be together.
1: <laughs> Wait, oh, people before the protest,
0: day. Before
2: that, they protested in real time. But it was-
0: exactly. But, you know, what I really want to talk with you about is our We share a passion for not only cannabis, but for live music. Um, And I know that you are in a psychedelic rock band and that you produce concerts and events. And so I just wanted to talk with you a little bit about that and see if you have any big plans for 2021.
2: Uh, Well, hopefully crossing fingers. Um, after, After this year of having events shut down, I decided to buy the stage, the equipment, the mixer, the lights, the whole crew. So I could just throw a party in the box. I'm sick of people telling me when when, and when I can't party, Um, when and when I cannot. Um, So, you know, to give you to kind of go back, right? Like I was in this position where we were starting the band and I and I, you know, I like psychedelic rock. But one of the things I know is that the, the drugs of the time dictate the music of the time. If you look back at the 70s, it was psychedelics and you had that type of music. 80s, you got into cocaine. It was more. You know, this kind of stuff. And then kids are getting into exit in space. You know, it's all what the heart's doing at the time. Um, now that we know Johns Hopkins uh, is doing research, um, psychedelics, we know that, uh, you know, people like Kevin O'Leary are getting involved. It's happening. It's coming back around. And, and I like to look at cannabis. You know, California legalized in 1996. You know, fast forward Oregon, then legalizing Colorado and, you know, then East Coast get hit. Well, fast forward 24 years later, I have a dispensary in two different states, you know, grow operation, things like that. Um, We know that psychedelics are going to follow that same path. They just got decriminalized in the same exact places that marijuana was first legalized. So that's starting to come around. Um, And, you know, that being said, we decided to focus on psychedelics and we think that music's coming back. And uh, so what am I going to be doing next summer? Probably throwing parties. And trying to educate people around, you know, what psychedelics will be doing for them next. Because we did it with cannabis and, uh, you know, now everybody's doing it. So now it's time to move on to the next thing. And psychedelics are really helping people, as you know.
0: Yes, absolutely. And and I wanted to attend the event that you were able to do, a safe social distancing event um, this summer, which I missed. But... Um, we want this to come back. We hope that it will be in person because Elizabeth and I are coming to your event this summer. It sounds fantastic. And the idea that we know that music brings people together. So when music can bring people together and we can use that as a space to educate people yeah. around psychedelics, to me, this is just like an amazing marriage of, of being able to talk about the psychedelics and the meaning behind why people are even turning to these higher medicines and then having the music that represents how it makes you feel. Uh, and so we're
2: frequency. Yep.
0: Yes. Yes. It's just that higher vibration. And we're, we're thinking so much about how and missing so much about how we, we, love being together as a community. And this year has taught us that, you know, we really long for that. And we found really creative ways to be a part of of each other's lives in this digital world and, and doing all these things. But we really long for that time when we can have communion and be together and really, you know, just combine our love for plant medicine and music again. So keep us posted. And as soon as you have all the dates for that, we'll be sure to share it with all of our listeners and our plant yeah. medicine community. Yeah. It's part and of this you are such
1: an accomplished businessman and you mentioned that you know you were in the software world technology world and you you switched over and so it would be really helpful for listeners to maybe hear your suggestions about making that move if if you want to move into this industry
2: what would your
1: recommendations be i'll tell you people
2: i i jump industries left and right like it's whatever's (laughs) hot I say, I want that, you know, and I jump in and I, I learn if you just, you know, go in and talk to everybody, like talk to every single person you can uncover every single rock. Um, really learn. Like, I think one of the best uh, pieces of advice I could, I, I give people in my, in my talks that I do is go get five books on the subject and read them all. And, and, you know, you're gonna be really surprised at how much of an expert you are, you know, after you get through that. And then from there, new questions come and new people you meet. And, um, you know, I, like I said, I've done this now five times, software, you know, nonprofits, uh, cannabis, hemp, psychedelics. Now I'm getting into music, and and it's it's not hard. And you know, you just got to be hungry for knowledge and, and hungry to succeed. And and always pick a goal before you get into Because People get into like an idea, like I just want to do it, and they have no goal. And it's like you can't shotgun blast life. You know, you can't say laser focus. I'm going to jump into something new, but I'm going to go that direction. And you'll fall and you'll fail. But as long as you're looking the right direction all the time, when you get up, you're going to keep going forward. So. That's my advice.
0: So what was your, you know, when you said that you have two dispensaries, you know, they're in two different states. We know that, I mean – the process has to be different and there has to be so many different changes with that. You know, how how did you get yourself educated with the changing laws between the different states in order to, you know, get into because most people that we've talked to, I mean, you know, these are you know independent kind of smaller dispensaries, you know, you're not this massive multi-state operator. So right. how on a smaller scale have you been able to, you know, maximize your businesses and then cross the state lines?
2: There's one thing that people don't really realize is it's just a human being on the other side of that application that's reading it. So you have to know psychologically what that person is looking for, how they're going to perceive what you're writing. You know, a lot of these people want to go and they write complex things or they want to overdo it or they think it's all based on the grow. No, you have a person that needs to judge. Are you going to be the right person for them to be responsible handing you this application because it's their ass on the line? Um, you have to build the right team. So when they see that, they they, they certain boxes are checked, you know. Um, it can't be too lopsided on one thing. You got to make sure that you, you thought it all out and that you let them know that, you know, that, and that that's really all it comes down to is it's a human at that point. And, and it's a government human, right? So there's like six people that really don't know what they're doing in a room trying to figure out, you know, like if they should approve somebody. So, you know, I, that's, you know, my suggestion there is kind of just remember there's always someone. And of course, also then if you're doing that kind of stuff, do your research because knowing you know, what we we're supposed to put in there was also a, a good thing. But, uh, yeah, people are, are people, so it doesn't matter how high or out you know wherever you're at, there's still people. So,
1: so what are the two states again?
2: Uh, Pennsylvania and West Virginia. So we want to grow process and a dispense in in West Virginia, which was just announced, and then uh, I have two dispensaries. We're, we're hoping to open a third in uh, Pennsylvania here, but uh, yeah.
1: And, and having that integrated license, I mean that that is big. really a beautiful thing.
2: It's big. Yep. Yep. Small market in West Virginia, but. Um, you know, we beat a lot of the big boys that came in. A
1: lot of the big boys, it's pretty cool. So it's beyond cool. It's very cool. And
0: I have to, you know, mention that you know, you're talking about the psychology of people. And it's because that's what that's truly where this all started, right? I mean, that's your background, is that that you're a psychologist and and you were able to share that your brand new book just arrived and came in. So if you want to talk about molecular influence and let people know how they could purchase your book.
2: Yeah. So just Kind of cool. My grandpa was a magician. Uh, I was the oldest, so oldest grandson. So I was frequently put in his magic tricks. And I learned very quickly how to set up a room and how to confuse a room and how to get them to pick the card you want. Uh, My dad was an entrepreneur. And then Billy Mays, the OxyClean guy that we all know. Rest in peace, Billy. uh, He trained me at seven years old. So I went into life looking at how to influence people. And I saw that each one of these men in my life created systematic approaches to getting what they wanted. Uh, I ended up going to psych school, train rats in a Skinner box and learning all that from 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 academia. And then I came back and I was able to look at my dad, Billy, and my grandpa and say, you guys have no idea. Here's the science as to why that worked. Here's the here's the research as to why that worked. And it's funny because you heard me say earlier in the in the, in the interview here, I, I, I you got to pick a goal. And my whole book is, if you know what your goal is, it's very easy to influence people. If you just know what checkboxes you need to hit in their brain. And so I basically built a systematic approach to. Picking a goal and walking in, influencing the person across. I mean, there's all kinds of research and support and stuff, but it's really neat because it's it's easy to read. And uh, the people that have have seen me do my speeches and have become like you know, uh, you know, ro- followers. Of, I hate the word follower, but you know, followers of my of my thing. Uh, they use it every day. I mean, they call me. I use molecular influence for this, or I'm going to go in and get what I want. because I use molecular influence on this, and it, it's really amazing because it works, and it's just it's simple stuff. But a lot of people don't know that level of psychology. So I have a girlfriend that's a, uh, she, she's a dental hygienist. And she's asking me about, you know, well, how do you not know tell people think and all this? Or how do you know that's what that uh, he's thinking? I said, look, when I open my mouth, or if I you open your mouth, and you told me, you asked me what's in it, I would say, oh, teeth, g- uh, gums, a tongue, those are three things I can tell you're in your mouth. <laughs> she would see bicuspids, she would see leukoplakia, she would see all these things that I don't know, I'm not, I don't know what to look for. When I see people interact, much like a rat in a Skinner box, I know what's going on in their head heuristically. And it's really interesting. And, it, and it's nice to be able to walk into conversations kind of know. Um, but that's what the book's all about, is understanding that and then having the confidence to walk into a room and whether it's raise money, gain a new customer, you know, influence a partner, like even your pet, you know? And I this is a good example. I'll leave it at this. You know, you all have a dog that knows the command sit, but he doesn't listen sometimes. Sit, you keep saying it. He's just looking at you like whatever. Well, you pull out a treat and all of a sudden that dog's <laughs> and whatever you're and that's because at a molecular level you're releasing you know chemicals in the dog's brain serotonin dopamine oxytocin things that it says i want that and it's willing to comply and as long as you can give people that at a molecular level invisibly uh you got a pretty good chance they're going to comply with what you want so that's what the book's about and uh it just was it literally just printed two days ago and it'll be up for sale um in january of uh, 2021 so you can go to the website molecularinfluence.com and sign up for the email list and we'll announce it when it's uh ready for print ready for to purchase
1: i just have to mention that today i was on a call with uh, virtual rebels this uh, lawyer runs this group and we had a magician so and i want to know what is the psychology like it was digital and they picked the right card And made sure he got the fifth the little envelope with the fifty dollars in it. Like, okay, I need to understand how did that work. Exactly right. (laughs) And it's
2: just and it's it's if you build a systematic. I'll tell you where my life changed. I was seven years old. I was working the home and garden show with my father. He he owned a security company called Guardian Protection. He has to he'd have to talk to a thousand people as they were coming by just to get one person to say, Okay, I want a security system. And there's a guy across from me in a blue shirt khaki pants he's selling a wash matic this particular year the year before there was a veg matic well it was billy mays it was the billy mays we all know is the oxyclean guy well he's from the rocks where my dad was from so it was billy and russ my dad's name was russ just they knew each other so here two people billy would sell two mops to every single person as my dad's like having to kiss everybody's ass sell one thing where my my life changes a, a couple walked past me and remember i'm seven years old they have two mops each And the wife looked at the husband and said, you know, it really stinks that you can only buy two. And it hit me. He's getting them to pick the the card he wants. He's he's somehow building a system where they do what he wants. And I walked up to him and I said, Mr. Mays, I want to know how to do what you do, but better. And he he gave me his little smirk. He said, all right, kid. Like, all right, smart ass. You come sit next to me. And he 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 did his skit with real people, 50, probably 20 people. And I saw him one by one pick everybody off. And then at the end, he gave an offer. He couldn't refuse. He said, if you buy today, I know you each have someone you love that would love a free version of these. I'll give you one if you buy one. And no joke, hand over fist, they fought to go get them. And that was where I learned about like fear of missing out, you know, doing all these things. And and that just it, it set me in a certain direction my whole entire life. And here, 20 years later, I talked to Billy Mays and he said. He remembered everything about it. He said that day that I asked him that was the day he, he he realized he had to be a role model. It was like the day he grew up. And that was back in 1987. And then he became the OxyClean guy about 10 years after that. And then here we are on his TV show together. But at the end of the day, I mean, that's what that's the inspiration I got for this and it's uh, it's actually pretty cool stuff. So I'll have to send. You I a look
0: book. forward to reading it. I look forward to it too. And I did not know that he was from McKees Rocks. Yeah. Um, a uh, fellow Pittsburgher here. That's exciting to hear when people are from my hometown. That's a really, really great yeah, story. Yeah,
2: cool? he's a good dude too. So rest in peace, Billy. But uh, awesome stuff.
0: Well, this has been such an amazing time. We want to make sure our listeners have all the information about you. So we will be posting a blog about this that will put all the links to your company and everything like that. And we want to make sure that they get signed up so that they can learn about your book when it comes out. And- Again, you can buy this hemp mix and make your own CBD cookies at home, guys. So think it through, you know, make sure that you let people know before you give them a pumpkin pie or a cookie. With- <laughs> Just so you know, we're not surprised dosing our family over the holidays or anything. But um, we really appreciate your time today, Russ. And thanks again so much for what you do for the industry.
1: Thank you, ladies. It's been Thank fun. Thank you. Thank you.
0: And thanks to our listeners for tuning in to another episode of The Vine, a Plant Media Project podcast with Ruster Sossimo, co-founder of Hemp Synergistics. Please join us by subscribing to The Vine now wherever you get your podcasts and keep posted with cannabis and psychedelic news and updates by visiting our website at plantmediaproject.com.